Hello, this is Nikima Prophet. I'm the host of the Our Voices podcast, and I am here with Harvey. Um, Harvey, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes. Uh, so my name is Harvey Samuel. Um, I go by the moniker of Bearded Dev. Um, and I guess long story short, I've kind of been software engineering for a few years now, um, looking to kind of pivot full time into the industry. Um, been doing a lot of things, been enjoying the journey so far, and, and just really looking forward to, I guess, uh, the next phase of my journey. <laughs> Very cool. Well, it's great to have you here. And let's get into it. Let's talk about your journey so far and like, yeah, what brought you from where you started to where you are now? Gotcha. So uh, I guess to kind of start at the beginning-ish, um, I was actually in the finance industry for like, um, but I was in a research group for uh, this relatively large, uh, I guess, bank. And I just love the research aspect of it, the problem solving things. And a lot of the stuff that we had uh, to, I guess, produce to management dealt with Excel. So there was a lot of Excel charts and graphs and different things that you can kind of make or we had to make to kind of display different types of data. And um, just kind of getting creative with that kind of led me into uh, the world of coding and kind of diving my or dipping my toe into development. And um, I was doing that on the side, was kind of building static websites for customers, uh, clients, mainly friends and family for quite a few years uh, before I actually fully dove into actually learning how to actually code. Um, and then um, I stumbled across 100 devs, which kind of gave me direction from the tutorials that I was finding online, because there's so much to, to kind of pick up on just, you know, YouTubing different things. And um, it gave me direction. So uh, I learned some JavaScript, made some amazing friends. Um, last year, I was actually able to go to render. Um, and that was a huge thing for me. Um, it was it was a bit overwhelming, uh, to be honest. Um, mm -hmm. I'm a bit of an introvert, um, so uh, being there and not really having, I guess, an anchor friend and kind of being exposed to a lot of new people, new environment. Um, it was it was a lot to take in, but I thoroughly enjoyed the the event itself. Um, after render, just kind of kept networking and, and, and kind of talking with the, quite a few friends that I've made there. I ended up getting the opportunity to go to AWS in uh, Vegas. <laughs> oh, nice. Was, yeah. That That's was a huge year. conference, though, right? It was massive. It was yeah, massive. like if Render was overwhelming, <laughs> I'm imagining. I've never been to reInvent, but I know it's, it's like huge. It, it, was, it was very, 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 very large. Um, and weirdly enough, it was less overwhelming because I had kind of, I guess, jumped in with Render, if that makes sense. Like I got exposed to that. Um, granted, it was a lot more people, but I also had people that I, I kind of knew from, I guess, uh, previous events, previous talks, previous conversations. Um, that was something that I didn't quite, I guess, take advantage of with Render. Um, so I got to network and talk with people and kind of met people there that I had known and uh, obviously meeting for the first time our IRL and mm -hmm. that was an ex amazing experience and render kind of 
not render, sorry, AWS kind of started me down the path of, of, of wanting to dive more into machine learning and different things like that. So I got a lot of information for my journey as far as development and the direction that I kind of want to go, but I also made even more friends and just kind of from there, it's just, it's, it's just been a whole bunch of learning and <laughs> growing and development. Um, and then as of this year, um, I got accepted into a program called Coachable, um, where they pretty much kind of provide me even more direction, kind of going down the path of data science and machine learning and all of this other stuff. So kind of cementing the stuff that I gathered from AWS, it's just, it's literally been a stepping point each and every way. And I'm just kind of grateful for the opportunity that I've had to to kind of go through this journey, the people that I've met, because everybody that I've talked to has given me some type of direction to end up where I am now. And that's that's immensely powerful. I have a question. So um, pre-pandemic, were you networking in the tech community or um, not? <laughs> I was not. So pre-pandemic, um, I was actually just really focused on um, working at the bank uh, every now and then. When I say every now and then, I mean like once every blue moon, a friend would reach out, hey, you know, I heard you do resumes and or uh, I might need a website, you know, something that trickled in. But outside of, you know, talking with colleagues that I was actually going to the brick and mortar to talk to, there wasn't really any networking that was happening. Definitely not in the tech space. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I was going to ask like if you notice a difference of like things opening up again because I was heavily attending conferences like pre-pandemic mm -hmm. and then everything went virtual and now things are starting to open up again so I was wondering if you noticed a difference um but yeah I can't, I can't cool. say that I've <laughs> obviously noticed the difference but I will say I'm actually happy for I guess that change because it kind of give, gave me the opportunity to kind of first I guess, get through that awkward barrier of kind of doing the introduction, if that makes sense, like mm -hmm. doing it in person, it's completely different where, you know, I'm behind a screen or I can do a voice chat or I can just type and I can kind of formulate my thoughts before it just kind of blurts out. <laughs> so I can do a problem. Can relate. I can relate. I, I feel like, yeah, I'm a lot more comfortable with writing because it's like, yeah, I, I can think for as long as I want to about what I'm going to say. But um, I think you're right. Um, being in person, it kind of like accelerates the, the what do you call it? Like, yeah, it kind of accelerates your practice. Yeah, like it, when, you when you start, you learn how to pitch yourself and like kind of come up with a little elevator pitch for when you meet somebody new and they're asked, oh, what do you do? So like those things in person, it's not as easy to translate online to like a chat box like yes. especially when you're already introverted where it's just like you're kind of thrown in and you have to do it <laughs> when it's an in-person event absolutely whereas behind the screen you get to you know, have <laughs> you're this like, nice little sentence typed up that I can just copy and paste if I need to <laughs> here's my intro boom covers it <laughs> but I yeah I think it's good practice I I'm happy too that things are opening up again um, so yeah, I interrupted you. We were talking about, you went to Render last year, got to go to AWS, reInvent, and 
where did I cut you off about events? Okay, so we're at reInvent. <laughs> Machine learning <laughs> is interesting. Okay, so what's what's the next part? Um, the next part for me is, I guess, like I mentioned before, is, as far as um, kind of diving into Coachable and going through their program, um, it's a 21, 26-week course that they have um, where they're pretty much kind of taking me through breaking down data structures and algorithms, um, interviewing tips, resume tips, pretty much kind of a whole, uh, I guess, boot camp of what I need to kind of actually get an industry job. Um, which is, you know, the ultimate goal. Like I want to kind of fully pivot into the industry and no longer kind of do the half step that I've been doing, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm, I'm just thoroughly enjoying the process. Um, I'm technically on like week two or three um, as far as like time in the course, but I'm currently on like week four of um, the lesson plan. So. Oh, so you're working ahead. I have a question. Is it, um, is this a free program or do you pay for it? Uh, it is a income share program. Um, there is like a $500 deposit up front. Mm -hmm. Um, but once they kind of get you landed with a job, uh, you do pay a certain percentage to them for, um, I guess the resources and different things that they uh, offer along the way. Okay. And is that specifically for software engineering? Um, yes, program? so it is specifically for software engineering and specifically for Python developers. Uh, yes, so it's very niche, but uh, it, it's a lot of great information. Um, any listeners happen to have, uh, I guess, I would say advanced level Python experience, um, I definitely say uh, go to coachable.dev, uh, shameless plug, <laughs> um, and, and, and try to take advantage of what they have to offer um, because uh, I really feel like we're in unprecedented times of trying to uh, acquire jobs, especially kind of pivoting into tech um, because the market does have lots of experienced engineers. Um, it's, it's, you kind of have to stand out as a new developer. And um, I think that they are giving you the essential tools to kind of help you do that. Very cool. So you mentioned hundred devs earlier um, and I participated a little bit <laughs> in a hundred devs at the beginning of last year. Mm -hmm. um, what would you say, like, would you say that that, that program helped you with like networking or like, what's the, what's the value <laughs> that you got out of hundred devs? Uh, I, it's honestly hard to put in words because it's so much value. Um, first thing I learned um, was learning how to learn. Um, that itself was completely invaluable because I, going through school, I never really applied myself as far as studying goes. Um, it was really a, I've got a test in front of me. I'm going to get what I need for this test, regurgitate it, and then I'm done. Um, whereas kind of going through the course of learning how to learn and um, applying different methods of, of learning or, or pretty much studying and, and space repetition and all of the, the tools that come with that, I learned how to pick up complicated material quickly. Um, so that was definitely the first big value add. Um, the second thing was, of course, direction with programming. Um, 100 Devs has the catch-up crew that's currently still in rotation, feel free to join. Um, they, they, there's a Discord channel for the catch-up crew. Actually, it's a whole thing. It's massive. Um, 
but they kind of take you through the the basics of what you need to know with HTML, CSS, and then JavaScript, and then uh, into frameworks of JavaScript like React and um, dealing with MongoDB. So pretty much the MERN stack and kind of going through the development with that. Um, he kind of gives you the cheat code with uh, networking and how to kind of uh, network effectively, being intentional with networking and um, resume template. Uh, Anki is a big thing. Um, <laughs> Anki is, is, is a really, really, really big thing. Um, Anki and there's just so much information about the interview process that we're given through the course um, that helps you really prepare for um, acing interviews. So knowing how to talk, knowing how to pretty much network your way into positions. Um, that's, that's definitely a huge, huge value. One thing I really respect about hundred devs is that it's completely free. Um, yes. and Leon Noel, like that's what he does. Like <laughs> this is like his career is teaching and, and doing this for money. So he's like, it's education is activism, something like that. Um, it's hundred percent free and it really talks about both sides of like, yes, you need to network, but yes, you need to have the skills and like, these are how, yeah. these are, this is how you speak to people so that they think, you know, what you're talking about. Like, those are things that often are unsaid. And I feel like people who are already in the network might know these things and might know these little tricks and like, you know, yeah, how to reach out to people, who to talk to, how to like network essentially. But a lot of us who are coming into like this corporate tech space from outside, we don't have experience <laughs> doing that. Yeah. Um, so I really appreciate that it's like, yes, you have like solid skills, like practice, get your skills there, but you definitely have to network. So my question about 100 devs is, so the coachable is Python focused, right? Did you yeah. feel like, like you wanted more, I guess, like wanted more than what, because like hundred devs is, is focused on full stack, like web yes. engineering. Right. And like you it said, is. the MERN stack, so not Python at all. <laughs> so yeah. did you feel like, like, this is cool, but like, maybe I want to do, was it the machine learning like exposure at reInvent that was like, Oh, Hey, Python looks really good. So it is really a culmination of so many different things. So I mentioned I got my start with, I guess, looking into coding and problem solving, kind of playing around with Excel. And Excel, of course, is data. Um, one of the, um, I guess, free things that I was able to access while working at the bank was this huge library of um, different uh, lessons, if you will. And it had a wide variety of lessons. It could be from um, I'll take my example of coding because I kind of played around with coding, but it can go all the way up to um, like professional development. So learning how to be an effective manager and different things like that. So uh, snooping around in that library of available resources, the main thing that they were pushing was Python. And I was like, I don't know Python. I know Excel, <laughs> but it seems very interesting because it's dealing with data science. So Python kind of my interest in Python kind of peaked back then. But then I, like I said, I was kind of going down different rabbit holes, different tutorials, just like all over the place. When I came across 100 devs, I was like, okay, this is focused. I'll dive into this. And 
doing this, I kind of saw, because playing around with Python, I kind of saw a lot of similarities between the languages, which uh, it's a lot of lang lot of similarities between many different languages. But that really kind of honed in for me, and it was just like, okay, why not go back to my initial interest? Why not try it out? And then, of course, diving into machine learning with AWS is like, oh, it's this is Python. So this is definitely where I want to go, uh, definitely where I want to be. So I kind of just expanded upon that. Cool. Yeah, I think it's important to keep an open mind. Like a lot of like if you're on Twitter, which you probably are if you're listening to this, because most of the people that know about this podcast, I know from Twitter. But if you're on Twitter um, and you pay attention to kind of like the tech space tweets, it's a lot of focus on web development. Like it's a lot of like, I mean, you're still um, coding and scripting programming, but like a lot of let's learn how to code, let's learn how to make websites, um, kind of like you might think that that's the only thing out there if you were just looking at Twitter. So I think it's cool that you had an open mind and that you found something that, you know, took your interests on another path, but that's not web development. Yes, and honestly, it was, it was a bit of a task because like you mentioned, I mean, like everywhere you kind of look into the tech space, it is about web development. It's, you know, be a full stack web developer or, or yeah, it's, it's a lot of web development. And I did kind of feel, I guess, a bit boxed in because I was just like, well, how do I go to something else if I want to do something else? Um, but yeah, it's, <laughs> I'm thankful for AWS for showing me that, you know, you know, JavaScript isn't the only thing and it is okay to kind of be, I guess, and, and say, yes, I like JavaScript and yes, I like Python and I know what I can do with Python and I can, I know what I can do with JavaScript. So one last question about, um, coachable, is it all individual work or do you have an opportunity to work with teams or groups? So where I am in the program, um, I'm still doing the one-on-one -on -one stuff um, and they kind of, so people don't get too, too far ahead and kind of too bogged down with all of the information. Um, they've kind of fed me, I guess, part of the curriculum um, to where, like, I want to say they give me up to like week seven or eight, um, where I know that I'll be working specifically by myself, but I do have access to unlimited one-on-ones with a, a personal coach. Um, so like if I have questions, we've got an open Slack channel, I'll reach out to my coach, hey, uh, can we can we go through this? Can we explain this? Can you talk to me, talk me through this particular thing? Um, and they'll hop on, uh, we'll go through a thing, we have a nice discussion back and forth, and then I'll be able to submit my assignments. Um, there are different assignments. There are um, a bunch of different like free response questions. Then there are a couple of different coding challenges. Um, there are sub coding challenges. I guess what I mean by sub is like each lesson has an individual not required, but recommended coding challenge to do. So you can kind of practice that um, what you just learned type deal. Um, and then from there, I want to say we may be working in groups. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Uh, but it, it does, uh, I guess I've seen different aspects of the Slack channel that kind of invite other, uh, members of my cohort to kind of collaborate different things. So I'm assuming that at some point in time, we will be, uh, together doing something of some kind. Okay. So another question, do you have a dream 
role <laughs> for when you're at the end of all of this? Like, is there something that you particularly want to do? Uh, um, the only thing that really comes to mind is my desire and want to give back. Um, and I mean that in any capacity that I can, because um, I've, I've said it before. Um, and if you peep at my LinkedIn, <laughs> if you peep at my uh, Twitter profile, I'll, I'll give many shouts out to lots of friends and people that I've met along this journey, but it goes a bit deeper than that for me because I've received so much encouragement, so much direction, so much assistance and help and recommendations and um, just people just simply mentioning my name in rooms that I haven't even you know stepped in, just saying, you know, hey, Harvey's a really cool guy and different things like that. So I want to be able to give back um, to the community, to not just the dev community, but black people in tech as well. Like I want to do whatever I can to help anybody who's trying to get into this field because there's so much opportunity everything is going to tech obviously um you know pre-pandemic it was kind of stagnated a bit but everything has to go tech because something like this possibly could happen again you know a lot of people have gotten accustomed to not wanting to be outside and wanting stuff <laughs> from home you know different things like that so it's, it's a lot of growth and, and room and it's not just about development it's so many different aspects of things that you can do in this field so my dream thing or dream job or dream position or whatever is is to be in a spot to where i can lend a helping hand to anybody looking to break in the field at any point in time say yes i happen to know a recruiter that's <laughs> recruiting for specifically what it is you're looking for let me make an introduction or a friend of mine happens to know a guy i'll make an introduction to my friend and you can kind of take it from there um, or if it's, you know, I happen to be in a position where I am a hiring manager, let me see, you know, let me give that junior individual a shot where I don't necessarily feel that I've always been able to kind of say, this is a space for a junior guy, if that makes sense. Yeah, I'm with you um, on like getting black people into tech. I was talking to my mom not too long ago. I was like, people play the lottery every day. <laughs> like they'll spend hundreds of dollars on lottery and it's like the salaries that we're making this is life-changing money so i definitely want to see more people feel empowered and feel like like it's possible for them to to make that kind of life-changing money um because i really believe there's a place for everybody like in in tech because like you said it's where the world is going like we're not going to go backwards. <laughs> Everything is already, already, you know, every company is a tech company. Every company. Yeah. So let's see. I broke the flow of the questions. Were you still telling your story? We stopped at uh, Coachable, I think. No. Um, no, I think I've, I've pretty much kind of covered, I guess, the essence of my current, of where I am currently, if you will, um, kind of. You know, you, you were able to kind of dive more into 100 devs and my experience with them. And um, Culture Ball was able to kind of give some insight, not much because, you know, I'm kind of just starting that particular process. But um, we also kind of talked about, I guess, my end goal, which is definitely trying to be in a position of help. Um, I will say this uh, boastfully <laughs> as far as a, um, I guess, a set position, though, um, wherever I land, 
my goal is to uh, be a senior engineer or be in some type of uh, maybe not necessarily a leadership per se position, but I want to be um, solidified in that spot within three years, if that makes sense. Um, I want to be, I want to not quite be fast tracked, but I want to, I want to be a subject matter expert as quickly as I can, because I, I enjoy what I do. <laughs> I enjoy creating solutions for problems. I enjoy assisting people find solutions to their problems. Um, and I just happened to chose coding to do that with, but like we discussed, there's so many different avenues outside of coding that, that you can do it in tech. Okay, so non-tech question. Um, what's important to you outside of tech and career? Like what else it, contributes to your why? Because you're, you're doing it for a reason, right? Like, like there's, there are other things important in life. So what are yeah. some of those? Uh, my biggest thing is my daughter. Uh, my daughter will be four in like 20 days. Um, and she is, my, she lights up my life <laughs> more than she has any idea that she does. Um, and, uh, I want to show her that there's something different. Um, because when I was growing up, all that it, all that I was kind of pushed was, um, go to college, get a degree, get a good job, stay at that job. I guess get a pension because that that, that phrase <laughs> obviously wasn't quite said. But yeah, I don't think we had pensions. <laughs> that was already like gone, God, right? It was already phased out. But they by the time we were talking that. about college and career, right? Yeah, they were still pushing that narrative of get a job and stay there and work hard and do this and do that. And I'm just like, okay, so I did that and I got a job initially paying like fifteen dollars an hour, and it's like, okay. I'm starving. <laughs> like I, I need more. Like this is not this this isn't the American dream. Um, but I guess kind of stumbling upon I guess coding and going down the avenue that I've gone down. Um, it's not just about you know getting that education. There, if you want a degree, absolutely go for it. Do what you want to do. Um, but just know that getting a degree is not the only way. You can get a trade or or you can. Self, be self-taught or community-taught and, 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 and kind of find your own path. So I want to give her the opportunity to say, hey, I'm going to go out here and do what I want to do, and there's no wrong answer here because if I get a degree, I can get a job. I can find a job that pays well, or I cannot get a degree and still find a job that pays well. Like there's no right answer. There's no set path, and I want to show her that, okay, that's an option if that makes sense, whatever you can, whatever you can find that you want to do, uh, I can, I can assure you, you can find someone that's willing to pay you for that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask, but you answered the question. Like, did you go down the <laughs> path of getting a degree and all of that? Yeah. I, I, I won't say I finished it. Um, I, I honestly gave up because it was very, um, I am so anti-academia. Um, it's very, very draining, very <laughs> hammering the nail into the wood type deal. Um, but for my daughter, um, I'll support it. Like if that's what she wants to do, I am 100% behind her because that's something she wants to do. But for me, it wasn't it wasn't a want. It was I felt it was a need. It was a necessity. So I definitely felt like the the nail being hammered in. Like this is what you need to do to be successful. I think there is something to be said about, <clears throat> sorry, 
clear my throat. Um, I think there is something to be said about our black culture too and our upbringing because these jobs, I mean, there's a lot of, I would say autonomy. (laughs) There's a lot of autonomy and kind of trust in like the role that I'm in where I feel like there aren't people breathing down my back. Like as long as I get the work done, like it's not, I'm not being micromanaged. And I think there's a lot, like a lot of us black people, obviously, because there's not a lot of us in the industry (laughs) at all in technical roles. Um, We are not coming from like a family, a household that, has ever had those type of jobs <laughs> or like those type of salaries. I'm pretty sure I made more now than both of my parents made when they were working, you know, put together. So I think, I wonder if there's a place for just like community talk, like, Hey, other black folks <laughs> are like coming into tech. Like there's just some things like my parents aren't going to understand. Cause like you said, like you go to work, you go, go to school, get a good job, you work that job, you retire from that job. Like, that's not what we're doing anymore. Um, And I, and like, I feel like my parents kind of contributed to my feeling of, I'm lucky to be here. I better not mess this up. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) But I think as an employee, that's not a good attitude to have is I'm lucky to be here. It's like, you want to be like, I'm the shit, like pay me what yeah. you, what I'm worth. Like I can get another job. I, just like I got this job, but I feel like with my parents, my mom, especially, it felt like you're making all that money. Don't mess it up. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like the reality is, you know, I got this one job. I can get another job. I got two jobs. And, like, I'm not going to go backwards, like I said. So I think a lot of, like, mindset stuff and um, just culture stuff is black people. There's, like, this whole, (laughs) there's this whole, there's this disconnect between, like, one world to the next. So I wonder, like, if we could get, I'm doing a lot of my filler words now. Um, I wonder if we could get some community discussions about, hey, it's not the way it used to be. And like, these are, these are ways that we get along or like, this is how we do it (laughs) now. I agree. Um, because there's so many levels to that conversation because, um, you're like, like you mentioned your mom, my mom was the exact same way. My mom is the same way. Like, um, she is looking at me, um, frequently because currently I'm staying with my mom recently sold my house. Um, happy about that, but (laughs) in a transition period, if you will, um, but she frequently comes home and sees me on my computer and she's like, what are you doing on your computer? And it's just like, well, I'm working, I'm studying, I'm actually, you know, doing stuff, um, not just playing around on the computer. But um, she did push that mindset of, you know, uh, get a job, work that job, stay at that job. And when I told her that uh, I was quitting after being there for almost 10 years, she she lost it. She was like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, well, unfortunately, um, it's 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 not just about that though. It's it's about um, you know our, obviously our culture is pushing that, but also the pandemic kind of show or shed a completely different light on how companies treat us as employees mm-hmm. um, because there were so many people that were just like giving their jobs their all and 
their jobs literally gave them the middle finger. Hey, you know, your kids are not out of school, figure it out, but you need to be here or you will be fired. And it's like, I don't feel like I'm a, I'm a valued employee, if you will. Like there are some jobs absolutely that, you know, went out of the way for their people. Um, I will say that the bank that I worked for did fantastic um, because they, they started implementing stuff. It was kind of a bit too late, but I digress. Um, <laughs> you know, we do have those employers that did kind of look out for the people, but there was a vast majority of, of employers who did not. And then of course, you know, they technically got money to stay open, but they didn't necessarily stay open. They laid off a bunch of people. Like there was just so much trickle down, um, that kind of showed employees that they aren't valued. So it, it kind of flipped the script, like, okay, you, you made it seem like, you know, I can be replaced, but yet now that I have this mentality of my employer can be replaced, you guys are kind of sitting, you know, with vacancies and, and posting job openings every so often, frequently, and it's just like, okay, um, it's not the, the the climate that, you know, you, you work a job and stay there for, you know, 20 some odd years. It's, it's, it's I'm unfortunately going to have to look out for me now. Um, I need to make sure that I am progressing the way that I need to, to take care of my family, because at the end of the day, you don't really care about me fully. <laughs> so I need to do what's best and for me and mine. Also, you know, good job, good benefits, good salary, like could also still be a toxic <laughs> workplace that makes you <laughs> sick. Uh, so those are things that I think that's kind of what I was getting at is like, don't mess up that good job, but like this good job is making me mentally <laughs> unhealthy. Um, yeah. And I think those are things that, you know, I think it's, it's a sign of progress where it's just like, Hey, yeah, we can be pickier now, you know, because, um, you know, because of our parents and our ancestors went through so much, you know, in their time where it's just like that security is number one. Like you have to, take care of your hierarchy of needs you have to have you know your basic needs met so I think it is a sign of progress to be secure enough to not cling to one particular job because because it pays well or it's got good benefits and I think that is a conversation that is good to have with us new tech people because yeah you're probably going to be making more money than you ever have so some little issues might pop up about like your money and your worth. And I actually have a call in like one minute <laughs> and it's been great talking to you. And I don't want to, um, I don't want to get started on something else and then get interrupted. So this is me not being proactive with my calendar. I wouldn't normally be booked <laughs> this close, no, but no Thank you so much, Harvey, for coming on and speaking to me. Thanks if you have any, I'm going to start asking because I haven't talked to any women yet. <laughs> so if you have any women, non-men friends who want to speak to me on the podcast, like, send them my way. Actually, <clears throat> actually, there's a website now. So the podcast website is ourvoicespodcast.blog. Y'all can sign up there to um, record with me but yeah thank you once again and i'm going to end it here <laughs> good thank you and i will send them your way if i come across any all right all right thank you for listening to another episode of the our voices podcast it's time to make our shout out to our sponsor 
and that is Level Up Financial Planning. If you'd like to check them out, head over to our website, ourvoicespodcast.blog slash sponsors with an S and check them out. Thanks again for listening. Bye.